0: hello and welcome to the life coach live podcast i'm your host olivia figueroa awakening coach and manifestation expert i'll help you live a life by design as i share all the tools i've gathered along my way to achieving massive success and abundance in all areas of my life thank you for joining and let's dive in hello and welcome back to another episode of the life coach live podcast So today's episode is going to be a little more impromptu and more of a life update. Um, I don't really have a specific topic that I wanna talk about today, but but more so just share some things that I've been going through. And if it can relate to anyone, then have it help them in that way. And so I don't know if any of you have had fear of a loved one dying or passing away or you losing them so much that it like overcomes your whole body you have such a physical emotional response to it and this just kind of points out how powerful your mind is like the mind-body connection is insane and so your subconscious mind cannot tell the difference between what's real and imagined and so whatever you're thinking about if there's a really strong emotional charge behind it your subconscious will think that it's really happening in real life and so one um you just have to be careful with you know your thoughts are so powerful your mind is so powerful and so i don't want to scare people away who think like oh if they focus on anything negative in terms of manifestation that it will you know come true because the higher emotional, you know, elevated state um, of feeling good, of feeling blissed out, etc. Those are way; those will outweigh the bad times, basically. But basically, whatever you dwell in, you want to be dwelling in more positive emotion than negative emotions, so that it can outweigh the negative. And so process your emotions, feel through whatever you're feeling through, right? We don't want to just ignore what we're feeling, Um, but definitely come consistently remind yourself to come back to this place of gratitude and of giving love, like whether you're doing a meditation and you're envisioning, you know, wrapping someone you love um, with like this warm, bright light, bright white light. Of love and peace and protection doing things daily like that is really powerful but I wanted to talk to you guys about something that has come up with me a lot recently where and it definitely is fear-based and has a lot to do with feeling worthy Um, and if any of you have experienced true love whether it's a family member a sibling um, your parent uh, you know intimate relationship Um, you might have experienced this before where it's this fear of losing someone you love so deeply and I think especially when it comes up in an intimate relationship it's because you let someone get so close to you that now there's this fear of losing them because you know there's no reward without risk and so anytime you take a risk right so whether that's to fall in love to let someone know the deepest parts about you you know just fully uncover and take off your shell that's scary because now you've established this really deep love that the risk is it could be lost or it can be taken away and then it's like oh my gosh am I going to fall into this like deep depression And I think one, noticing the beauty in that is amazing because if you love someone that much, then you are truly gifted. And something that my mentors always remind me is to, you know, bring yourself back to the present moment because I think we can all become very future-oriented and live in our mind. And, you know, that's what anxiety is, being really future-oriented and heady and, I think that there are so many scenarios, right? Probable scenarios that we can, um, you know, run through over and over again in our head of like, what if, what if this happens, what if that happens, but it's not serving us because it's taking us away from the present moment that we could be spending that time with our loved one instead of, you know, crying and worrying about a future that doesn't yet exist. And that isn't real because the only real moment in time is right now. And so I've reached out to several people online who, you know, share, who have a mutual understanding of intuition and spirituality, who I think could give me a good enough answer. And I actually, surprisingly, everyone responded with, I have felt the same way. Like I've had the same fear where it's almost crippling and the amount of emotion that comes up is like, where is this coming from? <laughs> and so I wanted to let you know that if you know you've thought about your mom dying or your sister dying or your boyfriend dying or your girlfriend, whatever it might be, that you're not alone and you're not crazy. Like I think that when we have grown up in situations where we didn't get our needs yet, our needs met. <laughs> I mixed up the M and N there. Um, When we grow up in environments that didn't make us feel safe or fully held or protected or loved, then, you know, it's possible for us to attract this, the life of our dreams, the love relationship, you know, that we've always wanted. But then what might come with that is if there's any unhealed or unresolved like trauma per se, or identities that haven't fully shifted yet, then what this block is that keeps coming up, this intense fear of losing someone you love so much, is that you don't fully feel worthy of it or deserving of it. And so your mind is trying to make up some rational explanation as to, you know, why you have received this. So it's like, oh, maybe it's some sick joke and Like the universe is giving it to me, but then they're going to make them die or whatever it might be, because from a young age, your blueprint was that you weren't worthy of that type of love, right? Unconditional love for whatever reason it might be whether you had to really work for the attention of one of your parents or whether you were emotionally or physically abused. So every time that that type of trauma happens and trauma doesn't have to be some major life event, right? Trauma can be everyone has experienced trauma to some degree. So it can be anything that we that our body has a physiological response to and then ends up storing that event in our body's memory And so we will react to similar situations that same way. And so if, you know, every time something like that happens, it lowers our worthy bar. It lowers our, you know, feeling of, De- how deserving we are and so this gets translated into every other part of our life so we might start to pick partners who don't treat us that well because our bar is so low and we need to raise that bar by doing the self-work by healing ourselves by loving ourselves by giving our- by giving ourselves that unconditional love that we crave so much to know that we are worthy of that And then once the bar, you know, raises, then we'll start attracting people on that level who show up in the most amazing ways, who love us fully, who are supportive, who, you know, it's a healthy relationship. And this worthy bar shows up in every other aspect of our life. So work, are you deserving of a raise? Um, You know, if you're working a job that you don't Quite love, it's probably because you still equate, and I'm not, (laughs) you know, talking down to you. I'm actually talking to myself as well. Like, if you're talking, um, if you're still equating, you know, you have to work hard for money, you might find yourself in a job that's um, requires a lot of physical labor or that, you know, is a lot of hours to kind of match the income you're making and there's no work life balance. And so, once we start to recondition our mind to equal a new future and not the past, then that's when we start changing things. And so one of the best ways that I found to do this is through doing meditations. And the deepest one I found so far is Tuning Into New Potentials by Dr. Joe Dispenza. Um, you can buy any of his meditations on drjoedispenza.com This is the only one I have um that i've bought so far the next one i want to purchase is the chakra one which really allows you to release any energy that's being held in the bottom three chakras or energy centers and then through breath work it allows you to move that energy up through the body and into your you know light center and so that's for another episode and something that i definitely want to get more into but I want to let you know that you know you're not alone, and that this worthy bar really, until we start to raise it, it's going to affect every other area of our life. If we don't feel deserving or worth or worthy of love, that's going to translate into so many other areas of our life. And so, in order to heal that, and in order to change these stories that we're currently telling ourselves, because Whatever, whatever narrative we have going on right now that's creating our current reality so we have to we are we are believing something to our core to be true which is why everything is showing up in our life the way that it is and so in order to change that we need to change our story we need to rewrite it because we are all the authors of our own book of our own life right and I think the biggest thing is that sometimes people don't want to acknowledge what's right in front of them. They see the patterns, quote unquote, they, you know, see the themes, but they're like, oh, that's not it. It must be something else because it's work. Like it's going to require you to face your shadow and integrate that shadow in order to move past and like learn that lesson. And so I think once we are able to develop enough self-awareness to really analyze the patterns going on in our life and say, why do I keep attracting narcissists? Why have I not attracted my dream job yet? Why am I not financially free or independent yet? And not that you should, you know, make it this race or competition or give yourself a timeline that you need to get here by this time in your life because there is divine timing to everything. So you still might not get your manifestation right when you want it. But the whole point is that once you're able to recognize patterns and then change your actions, like change how you're going about like living out those patterns, because, for example, if you have a parent wound, a lot of times you grow up as as an adult and that younger child self inside of you is still craving the validation, love and attention from that parent. So what you'll do subconsciously is you will seek out people like your parent in hopes that they will then give you the love, validation, support, whatever it is that you wanted so bad when you when you were little. So consciously you're kind of realizing like, okay, this person's abusive. This person, you know, doesn't really. It it's a toxic relationship. They're not showing up in the ways that I want them to. It's not healthy, but then your subconscious is so strong that it keeps you in this loop. And so you kind of you might know that what you're doing is wrong, but you have this beneath feeling of like your your craving for this love is so strong that it overpowers everything else. And so you'll keep falling into the same loop until you can recognize. So it's not only recognizing the pattern, but then it's also realizing where is this coming from? And so the moment that I started doing um inner child work, like I would um do healing your inner child meditations and just cry and, you know, rock back and forth holding myself because I was releasing so much stored tension inside my body from you know any trauma I experienced when I was younger. and the more that we're able to become aware of our patterns and then, you know, identify the root of them and then work on whatever you need to give yourself right now in your adult body at whatever age you're at in life. Because we can't go back in time and change anything, right? And we all agreed to these stories before, you know, coming into this lifetime. So we agreed who our parents were going to be, what our Achilles heel was going to be, which is like a major life event that usually, that usually um, either awakens you or ha- like changes you, has a major impact on your life. And um, so we all do have free will at the end of the day, but it's kind of navigating this predisposed agreement, basically. And realizing that there's always going to be work to do but if you see something in your life that you don't like that repeatedly happens maybe your friends um your fr- your family your peers they keep telling you like you need to change something that's usually a good indicator that there's a pattern there or if you find yourself you know if you feel like a broken record and you keep complaining about the same things that's a pattern and so getting to the root of that is really important because. It, you have to go beyond recognition and, you know, like awareness is the first step. Great. But then you have to act on that awareness. And so these are things that I, you know, really work on in my group coaching programs and just my one-on-ones in general. But in order to do this work on your own, I would say meditation is key. Connecting with your inner child and there's a lot of great people out there who offer free meditations like Aaron Doughty. Um, He's on YouTube, he's on Instagram. I personally have done his Healing Your Inner Child meditation where he takes you to Kauai, which also happens to be like one of my favorite places <laughs> on the planet. It's in Hawaii. Um, and, you know, I subscribe to Superhuman, which is Mimi Bouchard's meditation app. Um, I have also done... This cutting cords meditation by one of my mentors, um, Joseph Aldo. I'm pretty sure his website is like josephaldosprings.com, Mind Springs. I'll link it <laughs> in the show notes below. Um, but basically, inner healing work is so important because what people end up doing when they don't see something that they like externally is they try to change more things externally. Than going inwards and doing the internal work because I've said this in like really old episodes but there's always a lag period between your internal reality and your external reality so in order for that shift to occur there's going to be a time lag right so you're doing all this inner work and you're like why is it not why has it not paid off yet where's my breakthrough that breakthrough is coming but it takes time for your outer reality to catch up to your inner reality it's like a mirror but it's not an instantaneous reflection, right? That we see in our physical 3d world. It's going to take a second to mirror and match up to what your internal is showing you. And that's why consistent action towards, you know, habits that you're engaging in. Are you connecting with yourself daily? Do you have a meditative, a spiritual practice where you just sit with yourself in silent? Like what are you doing every day to get to where you want to be to embody You basically, whatever you want in life, this is the key. You have to embody that frequency now. So how does that person that has everything you want act? What habits is she engaging in? You know, Is she going to the bars every weekend or is she using her free time to work on the business that she ultimately wants to become her full time? And the way that you start thinking and shifting your perspective when you realize this is so important because you have to, you cannot receive anything that doesn't feel natural. So in order for you to get something that you want that you haven't yet received, you need to one, tune into that frequency, become an energetic match to it, but you also have to have it feel natural. And so that's why maybe when you haven't yet received something that you've been trying to manifest for a while, it's because you haven't you know, learned all the lessons or you don't have enough tools in your tool belt to receive it yet because with each new manifestation is more responsibility. And so are you prepared yet? You might think you are, but because you've never had that thing, you don't actually know yet. And so the universe is like, ah, she kind of needs like these two or three more experiences to really, you know, get her ready for this manifestation. And you're just sitting there like crying like a baby, like, wow, why don't I have it yet? Um, Because we're so used to things being instantaneous in today's society when really like life is a process, life is a journey, like you have 90 years on this planet. So to get everything you want right now, like in a third or quarter of your life. You still have a lot of years to go after that. So what are you going to do in those years? And so you have to realize that, you know, we can want whatever we want, but there is divine timing to everything. So I think a big theme that I have noticed in my life is patience and really pulling myself back to the present moment and reminding myself when I get super future oriented and upset about things that haven't even happened yet or that, you know, I don't even know if they're going to happen, if they're real that that does us more harm than good and it's not you know we could be doing something else with our time rather than worrying or living in fear we could be you know supercharging ourselves by meditating or by you know somehow calming down our anxiety and getting in the state from focusing on something to no thing and just sitting there like any time um I'm feeling overwhelmed or stressed. I'll have to meditate immediately and that's why I like superhuman because I, they do have shorter meditations like 4 or 5 minutes. So anytime I'm with family or friends or you know with a lot of people like a reunion type of thing, I'll often like go into the bathroom um a few times throughout the day to just kind of like recenter, recharge. Um, because I'm an introverted extrovert. So <laughs> I can only be extroverted for so long. And my recharge period is definitely longer than most people. <laughs> so um, those are just some tips for dealing with, you know, having a future oriented mind. And it really is the answer to that is like consistently bringing yourself back to the present. So however you do that for you, um, when I was in college and, you know, couldn't really meditate Or find space to myself that often, my outlet would be exercise. And so, yoga is really good because it kind of forces you to focus on your breath and focus on the discomfort in holding a pose, trying something new for an hour. And so, you really forget about everything else going on in your life for that hour. And that's why I love taking time to just be on my mat and that has become a huge part of my practice. It's also a great heart opener. So yoga is known to really help with um, trauma and healing. And so, you know, somatic work is like releasing, physically releasing stuff from the body. So movement is key, right? You can't heal without moving. (laughs) And um, so, yeah, I don't want this to go on too long this was just supposed to be a quick little like impromptu episode but if you have any questions or want me to talk about anything more that you know you might want me to elaborate on then dm me i'm on instagram at official and um, my website's in my bio in case you want to work with me and i hope you guys have a great rest of your day i'll see you all next time Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you like what you've heard, please rate and subscribe to help the podcast grow. I'll see you guys next time.